Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo and creating hope for the way we age. We want to thank our title sponsor during Denver Startup Week 2019, iAging. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, Sevens Residential Memory Care, and Workability Co-working Space. Now get ready for the next episode. Well, good afternoon, you Mavericks. I'm Francis Legassi, your Chief Curiosity Maverick, and I'm here with Catherine Wells, our Chief Inspiration Maverick. And we are coming at you from Workability during Denver Startup Week. We have a fantastic guest with us today, Patrick Leonard. He is the co-founder of Sopris Health. Am I saying that right? You are. Okay. Uh, Sopris Health. So, Patrick, tell us kind of a little bit about Sopris. Uh, yeah. So, thanks for thanks for having me. It's really fun to be here sitting with you guys. Um, so, Sopris uh, Health has built the first fully automated digital assistant for clinical documentation. So we're all accustomed to using things like Siri and Alexa and that kind of stuff. Um, and and you know, so the idea is bringing that kind of experience into into a setting to solve a real problem for clinicians, um, but in a little bit of a different way because it's a really different environment. It's a different use case. Um, our, our doctors and nurses spend fifty percent of their time doing documentation. Right? We've all experienced this. You're sitting in the room and they're sort of turning, typing, away. typing on the keyboard, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> or they might be sort of thinking about what they're going to do later. And and you know, when we leave the room. They go maybe see the next patient, but then that night they're going to spend four hours doing documentation, or they're doing it over their lunch hour, and it's really it's a, it's a big uh, it's a drain on the system. It's draining to the clinicians. It takes away from our experience with patients, but also reduces our access to the system, right? Because that's time that they're not spending, you know, helping us and doing what they went to school to to do. And so, we um, we realized a few years ago that. The state of the art in the industry for, for, for a doctor who wants their documentation you know, burden reduced is to hire a scribe, which is a person who follows them around and does their... Oh, I've seen that like hospitals, right? Yep. They do it a lot in hospitals, okay. some private practice. And so they're going to spend you know, $30,000, $50,000 a year. It is. But that's because nobody's been able to build a technology that can, that can do this, right? Back to the digital assistant, right? It's one thing to say, Alexa, tell me the weather, right? But to, to do clinical documentation for a doctor or a nurse is a very complex task. And the bar for accuracy and completeness is really high. And so it's, it's, a, it's a hard product to build. It's, it's, in fact, it's never been done before. We released uh, this product uh, earlier this year, and there's no one else who has yet cleared that that threshold for accuracy and completeness. So what's your biggest challenge with with the accuracy? Is it just how someone's speaking or yeah, just So the first part was figuring out the nature of the problem. So we spent several years actually sitting down with doctors and with nurses in private practice in hospital settings. We we worked with Cedar Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. We worked with Children's Hospital of Colorado. We worked at a lot of different uh, private practices. My co-founder is a physician. We spent a lot of time really analyzing and understanding the nature of, of uh, what the problem is and how to actually so one thing for example that that we learned that's, that's sort of counterintuitive people assume that reducing the burden of this is about the fact that I can speak faster than I can type right so if you can just talk to a computer then it'll go three times faster because that's I can talk faster than I can type well it turns out that actually doesn't solve the problem interesting um, that you, 
you can do that a little bit faster. But the biggest problem that they actually have is repetition. They're repeating themselves. Talk to a doctor about their medical notes. They repeat themselves all day, every day. And you were telling somebody downstairs, uh, what is it, 80% of what they do is repetitive information? Yeah, that's right. And so we, we, we gained that insight a little while ago along with some other things that, that we sort of learned the hard way about you know, really the nature of, of, this in, of this problem and how to solve it. And so once we realized that, then, then we understood that the job of the digital assistant was not to you know, just listen to people talking. The job of the digital assistant first was to eliminate the repetition. Now it has to do other things too, but, but in eliminating the repetition, so what we did was we, uh, Sopris is an iPhone app, we trained it to understand how to document the types of visits, and we trained it with you know past visit notes and things like that. So it knows how to, it knows what they look like. It already, it comes in understanding the structure of any given encounter with a patient, and then at second, it knows what information it has to get to finish its work. So it basically, it knows it it knows that it needs to ask these questions either of a clinician or of another system or whatever so cool. right and so then the second thing we did was we flipped the model of how a digital assistant works so again we're all used to Alexa play a song for me right. Siri tell yep. me the weather yep. yeah and that's great for those types of things right our my four-year-old loves it and right and it's awesome for that kind of stuff yeah, yeah? tell um, me a joke but for for clinical documentation that's a very complex thing right and so that interaction doesn't work a voice-based interface like that is way too slow and heavy so we flip the model sopris actually leads the conversation so instead of you asking it to do things it's actually asking the doctor or the nurse questions because it already knows what information it knows the 20 percent it needs to find out about that particular patient visit. That's interesting. And so it asks the questions, which means that one, it's easier to use because they, you just have to react, right? Right. Uh, You don't have to think, what can I say to this thing, right? And then the second thing is, it can do arbitrarily complex things because it's controlling the interaction. And so it can do a complex workflow like clinical documentation, which is very different than the simple tasks that we're we're used to. I'm really blown away because We've been talking about this for when a senior goes to the doctor. How does the family get good information? And I know Catherine's think your dad, you that's important for you, right? Very much so. When I take my father to the doctor, I'm very busy taking care of him because he has a lot of needs and trying to listen to the doctor and trying to get notes, and I can't do that. And you talked a little bit about that on the panel as well with a a child over here running around, and that's usually who it is. It's it's a... Generally, it's a uh, daughter of an older person who's taking them to the doctor and trying to manage all of this along with the other things in their life. I I would love to talk to you more about that. It's something that I'm really passionate about. We uh, are clinician-facing today. We really want to add the the patient or resident-facing and Mm -hmm. family-facing dimension to this. Um, And it was really part of the reason that that we started Sopris was because of that that personal uh, connection, really, and doing that. And I had a similar experience. My grandmother lived in Chicago, and she was, you know, she was in independent living, and then started moving to assistant. My mom was in Houston. I was in Denver, and so my mom was the primary, and I was trying to support. And we were a thousand miles in each direction, and that's such a hard. And we and we never got the kind of information that we needed. My mom, in particular, had a really hard time getting the information she needed. So that's something that we we really want to help. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that to me is a help in itself right there. I mean, just this, 
This is really cool. I mean, like, genuinely, I think this is one of the coolest things I've heard in a while about trying to add a more humanized piece to the notes of a doctor. Because I, I think a lot of us want that, but they don't know how to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and you know, then there's also the there's the human side of it, which is so important right. and freeing up time of clinicians. Yes. Like we talked about before the you know, the broader purpose, the why, you know, for me is I believe that the global healthcare system needs to be multiplied by a factor of 100. That's how 7 billion people, right? It's it's wow, democratizing yeah. healthcare access the way the internet democratized information, oh, okay. right? Like anyone in the world, for the most part, can get access to roughly the same information, right? We, I had a set of encyclopedias when I was a so, kid, uh, yep, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. But most people in most parts of the world didn't, right? That's but, true. Okay. But everybody has Google, right? And so the same thing for healthcare, right? How do we democratize right. healthcare? Awesome. We got to turn as much of it into bits as we can, and so. So, and for the human piece of it, for the doctors and the nurses, maximizing their time, giving them superpowers, but at the same time, everybody in the world should have their own personal digital healthcare assistant that talks to them every day and gives them the guidance that they need every single day, not four times a year, you know, the way most people get it. So that's the broader picture that's for us. It is, and I think we have so much to talk yeah. about with you, so I think what we'd like to do is have you come back and do a full episode, and we'll talk about this and dive in deeper. There are some questions that I have that are around how do, how do you deal with the liability question, mm -hmm. the objection that comes up with when you're dealing with anyone in the medical industry yeah. for sharing that information. I'm, I'm dealing with that myself mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we really need to challenge in this industry is creating more transparency mm -hmm. and better collaboration. So we would love to have you come back and, well, and I look forward to talk that. about this at a much deeper level. Yeah, Patrick, thank you so much and thanks for yeah. all the work you're doing with Sopris Health. I really truly believe it's going to have a positive impact on you know patient outcomes thanks i appreciate it and thank you guys for the work that you're doing these conversations are such a critical part of the whole process well, cool awesome thank you thank all right you. thanks so much thanks for listening the mavericks want to hear from you visit us on facebook and instagram at mavericks of senior living or mavericks and leave us your comments questions and ideas for future podcasts